some um, lady from New York City was visiting town and it was her birthday and her and her, her mom was in town, her sister and like a few of her friends. And I was sitting outside the sauna and the mom comes out and she's like trying to go into the cold plunge. She puts her foot in there. She's like, oh, shit. And she's kind of dancing around. She's like, I need you to push me in. So <laughs> I was like, she's like, don't count either. So I just gave it like a one and then I pushed her. <laughs> and then she was like trying to get out as fast as she could, but she couldn't get to the ladder. So she's, there's like a part of the wall that has like, a half step at the top so you could like try to pull yourself out that way and she was reaching she was like trying to get out and I was helping her out and then the employee was coming down the stairs and her daughters came out she was like this guy pushed me in and I was like only because she asked <laughs> and the employee's giving me this dirty ass look and I was like uh. but uh it was pretty cool and then um and then later on the same mom tried to set me up with one of the daughters <laughs> it's like this guy she's like i'm seeing someone mom <laughs> and like i live in new york <laughs> it's like ha. welcome guys gals and non-binary pals today we are talking about a wonderful one-on-one -on, -one on episode 20 and if you don't like it, you can taste my Valiantium blade. Um, but first, we're going to talk about games that uh, we've been playing lately. Matt and I have been just trying to grind up on the 101 and unsuccessfully finishing it. But Jack has finished it, considering I think he was the least enthusiastic about it all. But he did start another game. So would he mind discussing what yeah, be, now? before I swallow your Valiantium blade, I'll uh, tell you about a little game uh, I talked about last week, actually. It was on uh, Most Anticipated, and that is the new Ratchet & Clank on the PlayStation 5. Ooh. And I got to say, this game is really damn cool. Nothing innovative about it, but just from how much they can process on this new system, it's it's the first game I've played that is just feels like truly next level. You know, um, I played a couple other games on PlayStation five and they ran really smooth and, you know, there was some, there was some cool aspects about it, but this game is just uh, on a different, um, different level. And it kind of, it really reminded me of the first time I played the uh, N64 and I played some garbage game where you like, flew around in a helicopter over these islands and i'm sure if you played it now it'd be like the worst piece of crap ever but at the time it was this beautiful 3d world and i was completely enamored and and that's that's kind of what it reminds me of just looking around i'll, I'll spend some time like I, you can whiz through this game but i'll i can just sit in this level and just watch all the different uh, mechanics that are rolling now uh i should mention that i skipped the playstation 4 pro and I don't play console games. So I'm definitely a little bit before on that whole generation push. But um, this was a really cool experience. There's just been so many times where I've been like, whoa, that is so cool. So uh, yeah, that's been pretty fun. Um, other than that, I've just been grinding on wonderful 101, just like you gentlemen. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, question about Ratchet and Clank. Are, are they truly utilizing the controller? Is that something you feel like that they've incorporated into this game? And since the controller is heralded as probably some of the best tech for the new generation of consoles, is that something that you not, feel like? It does not approach the um, the Astrobot game on any level. The Astrobot game just utilized the controller in such a creative and fun manner that really just kind of got me excited for the tech. That being said, um, it is leagues ahead of the other games I've played. Uh, when you're walking through the water, you feel like that tip, 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 tip. Um, you do have the options of holding the controller half down or full down for different firing motions in this game, which is uh, one of the innovations they've, they've had for this controller. So um, overall, definitely not like on, on, the, on that next level, but um, definitely a, a, an upgrade. That's cool to hear. 
Yeah, no, that sounds light years ahead of the game we've been playing that's eight years old now and wasn't really heralded for its graphics at the start. But um, I'm going to start off, gentlemen, and just say this gaming experience is damn fun to me. Wonderful 101. Like, it just feels like a game designed by people who really, really enjoy video games. By that, I mean, like, there's so many different gameplay elements that they've folded into it that keeps you engaged as you progress for a game that on paper should be very, very clear and straightforward. It's like, okay, there's X amount of members of the team, wonderful 101. They all have a special power. Each stage, you know that whichever new one you recruit is probably going to have to utilize their special abilities to progress through the stage. But then they'll just, right when you think it's just going to settle into just this boring routine, they just smack you upside the head with some crazy new gameplay element out of completely out of left field. And it just keeps you totally invested in it. And it never takes itself too seriously, despite the fact that there's actually some dramatic moments to it that carry more weight than some AAA titles I've seen. And yeah, I just think it's a blast through and through. Yeah, I have to agree with Matt. Um I, I read reviews about the game and it got nothing but good reviews and it wasn't until I picked it up and I started playing it, but I got to level three before I took a break from it to play other games. And then once I started back up, I started on level four and the first thing, I, I would say that was really a big change in the pacing of the game because that's when you get more history from Wonder Blue. and it does a complete different thing where you peel off and you play as just Wonder Red and then you meet up with Wonder Blue and then you got to resolve the conflict that they have with each other. And then you figure out Wonder Blue's history with his brother and one of the villains in the game. And I honestly thought that the music in that level was some of the best I've heard up to that point. And I've been nothing but impressed with the music throughout the entire game. So that was something where I was like, wow, I don't mind spending time in here in this level, particularly because the music is just so good. I love the pacing of the game. I, I love the fact that it's an action game. It gets quick. And then there's like a puzzle that you got to solve. And then maybe there's a quick interjection of cutscenes that are often humorous, take itself um, pretty lightly. You know, Wonder Pink and her obsession with one of the villains, I just really kind of was like chuckling about, you know? And I, I do gotta admit that you could tell this game is from eight or nine years ago because every introduction of a lady is like over-sexualized. Even if <laughs> ridiculously over-sexualized, but uh, once you look past that, it. I think that the game overall so far has been a really big blast. And the fact that they do introduce different genres here and there, you know, it isn't just straight action. It's also a puzzle game. It also, I just finished up a boss fight where it was pretty much a boxing game there for a split sec. Um, there's also the parts of the game where you're dodging on a ship left and right. So it would be like, I don't know what genre of game that would be, but definitely not in the package that you would think Wonderful One 101 comes in. So, uh, Jack? <laughs> boom, boom. No. Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I enjoyed this game quite a bit. Definitely have more reservations about the gameplay elements than you guys do. For one, I think the control scheme is pretty bad um it was it, it's difficult be, for me to say that because i understand what they were trying to do and to create all these different move sets which is what this game has it, it's got i think eight or nine different uh combos you can do by the end of the story it's got dozens of mechanics and and different um as as both of you touched on dozens of different things you can do by the time the game is over so it, it's it's so ambitious that at, on one end it makes it really exciting and fun and unique but on the other at least for the first um four or five levels i was consistently falling into areas of frustration where um 
the gameplay slowed to a crawl for me where I couldn't beat um, guys, not enemies, not because I didn't have the skill, but just because I didn't realize what they were asking me to do. Like they're constantly asking you to solve puzzles without dropping very good clues as to how you do it. Certain move sets like uh, Unite Guts, for instance, they don't work against different uh, combos your enemies do. And they don't explain that. You just have to figure it out on your own. I think if I was at a different point in my life where I had a lot of time to sink into a game, I would really kind of embrace that. But as it was, um, I, I did struggle a lot with the controls. That being said, this game has a style and epic scale to it that AAA games these days just don't touch. Um, my One of my favorite sections of the game for instance is you're trying to escape this building that's crashing down around your team you and your hundred hundred uh companions are jumping through this building as the floors are crashing down around you and you burst out the top of it only for the camera to pan out and you realize the reason why it's crashing down upon it is this this giant freaking pacific rim style robot picking it up in its arms and throwing the skyscraper across the metropolitan area that is literally falling around around you and it was just such a crazy and fun moment that it was those moments that really turned the game from from frustrating to something that i really enjoyed the experience of i was going to say the studio that makes this game and i if i actually did research i wouldn't be able to <laughs> rattle that off for you but they are notorious for typically making difficult games and um, also historically making games that are a bit broken from, uh, not broken, but non-accessible from a start. And I think that's their way of kind of, again, I, I truly believe that they genuinely love video games. And I think that's their way of kind of implementing a kind of get good element to it. Like this game would be incredibly easy and fluid if you just had a one input button to switch between forms. And it would probably be a hell of a lot funner, kind of speaking to some of what Jack said. But by that same token, it's not nearly as rewarding as being able to pull off a crazy morph into with some of these crazy different combinations they're asking while also dodging characters, while also, you know, trying to keep track of a hundred different characters that are on screen at once just on your side. But from a more negative side, I will say that like, the, the HUD is awful uh, that pulls up where you can select the leader and all that. It doesn't explain anything. There's certain elements I remember even from the first mission where it doesn't even tell you how to like pick up things. It doesn't tell you how to like access certain things. It very much just kind of dumps it on you and expects you to figure it out on the fly, which is cool on one end, but super frustrating when you're trying to figure out how to get some characters that are screaming for help and you can't figure it out for the life of you. Um, the other element too that I have to point out that I think is actually a deal breaker for some is the fact that the only defensive moves in this game, you actually have to unlock by purchasing. And I think we're all playing the remastered version, which obviously came out years later but I think at launch, I'm fairly certain like most people, A, didn't realize this and B, didn't start off the game with a ton of cash and credit or whatever they, they give you to buy these two items. Like you can't do the, the spring or you can't do the Unite Guts um, unless you save up quite a bit of money. So um, I can only imagine how frustrating that experience would be to realize that like these two moves that are so important to progressing in the game like require you to actually unlock them to even get through it so yeah my experience uh with the first three levels was probably a bit different than your guys's where i think i played the first level probably about 15 to 20 times just really trying to figure out what it is i'm doing um how to approach these bad guys it took me forever. There's one level, I think it's 1C, where you you see people that need help on a building, but you can't get to them until you can form a bridge. But even then, you can't get to them until you can form the rocket. And that's not something you could purchase until like later on down the game. So it wasn't something I could get. And within that crowd, I believe, is one of the, the, the more permanent 
So for anyone that doesn't play this game, as you go along, you can scoop up civilians and you can add them to your team. Now, the larger your team, the harder, the more powerful your character becomes. So say Wonder Red, his main move is a fist. So with the left joystick, you draw a circle. And when it's red, that means it's recognized that you're trying to, to activate Wonder Red's fist. Now, if you only have 10 heroes in your party, that fist isn't gonna be as large as say, if you have 50 to 60 heroes and it's gonna hit a lot harder. You can recruit temporary citizens into your group. They'll run around with you. They don't leave until after the end of the mission, but they definitely add to that power level. Now, in the game, there are heroes spread out and about that are just weird. They're not part of the main team. They, they don't exactly equate, but they're considered permanent members. So once you pick them up, they are always going to be at the start of a new level with you. So I think I'm currently up to 53, and that's not including the five permanent like wonder characters that really form the different weapons that you can do and the different parts you need to solve certain puzzles throughout the game. So that was something where it's like, okay, if you're a completionist, like you're gonna have to play through the game and then probably start another playthrough just so that you can access certain parts in different levels. Uh, I believe there's a hero that's stuck underwater and you can't access that until you've recruited a certain hero that can go underwater. So um, I would say the replayability is exciting on that level, but you could say it's frustrating on some parts um, with that said, that whole explanation, I played the first level a lot and I accrued a lot of credits and with the remastered, there's indicators and they say it's like a high suggestion that you purchase these certain aspects to make your game easier. The spring and wonder guts are, um, two of those. So those are some I picked up pretty quick, but yeah, I could see your frustration because without those two, uh, the game would be incredibly harder. Um, to play with. And what Jack mentioned, um, I found one of the most frustrating forms is a hammer um, because it always either turns into a whip or now that I got Wonder White in the group, it turns into Wonder White Slash, which is probably the easiest form to, to make. <laughs> I don't even make a Z most of the time and it turns white, you know, so I would say with the input on that, I'm getting better at it, but now I've uh, incorporated Wonder Black into my group who does this time bomb, which is a really cool mechanic. I was actually pretty surprised and excited to get that because I wouldn't mind going back through some of the older levels with that mechanic in mind and defeating some of the bosses to try to get the platinums that you need to um, get the platinum for a platinum game because it's made by platinum games. Um, but yeah, the now that the bomb, you got the circle and then you got, uh, Wonder White's uh, claws, like those are also very easy to mix up or the Wonder Lash. Well, I got to say, it's the whip and the bomb. They both have almost exact same color and they both create, you have to do a, a weaving circle to create both of them. And I don't know whose decision that was that you couldn't make the whip pink or Wonder Pink but um, I think that was a real missed opportunity right there and something that really frustrated me in the last few levels of the game as, as I was trying to save my, um, my, stand, my energy bar and I'd constantly make the whip when I was trying to make the bomb and I wouldn't know it until I hit the commit button. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it's things like that. It's almost now to the point where I'm starting to get a little anxious about <laughs> incorporating new guys. Because I'm like, I, I don't know how many more different forms they could fit in here and not have it get confused or, you know, what Jack said, drain your energy bar. So by the time you do get the right thing, you don't have much to fight with because I think it's Vorkon or Vorlin, but he's he's almost like Wonder Red's antithesis, you know, where he can form different, he can fist he can do the whip he can do the hammer he can now do the time bomb and he's probably the most challenging boss that i've come across in game he, he i i find him a lot of fun and i like his interactions and i like everything about it but he's a challenging fight yeah and you fight him multiple times as the game goes along 
and going back to it, you said you thought he was a lot of fun. I agree. But the first time I played him, I think I used five continues, which is embarrassing to admit online. But um, what was cool about his characters, unlike most of the game, you get to play him over and over again. So even when he kind of becomes more challenging later in the game, you know his movesets and it really feels like you're becoming better as a player, which is something that this game definitely needed. Um, so that was, I thought that was a really uh, good decision. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. A, the hammer is my nightmare when it comes to the, this control scheme. Like all the other ones, I feel like I can bust out pretty handedly, but that one, just for whatever reason, I just fumble it every time. And it's really frustrating because there are a few particular enemies that you absolutely need to be able to generate it in order to, to defeat. And uh, yeah, I just can barely pull it off. I didn't experience as much difficulty with some of the other ones. And I think it is important to acknowledge, um, I believe my brother brought it up when we did this as a demo, but that this was originally a Wii U game. And that so some of these patterns were designed more with that control scheme in mind. Um, I don't know about you gentlemen, I've been using the right stick to do them. Um, I know that you have the option to use the touchpad, but I really can't manage to pull that off personally. Right stick all the way. Yeah, same. I tried the touchpad at first, and then once I realized I could use the right joystick, um, that's all I've used. But in all fairness, that doesn't make it any easier at some <laughs> levels. It still can be difficult. Um, I see those turtle things and I just, I'm automatically like angry because I know I'm going to like have to deal with those guys. Yeah. Those, those ones, same here. Anytime I see them, I'm like, that's so it. funny. I, I got my butt kicked at this game and I thought those turtle guys were probably the easiest enemies in the game. You just run around, you hit them with the hammer, you run around. Like it was just a big game of cat and mouse that I thought was relatively simple compared to some of the, control schemes that we're getting thrown at you um i have a question does anyone have a favorite wonderful 101 hero can i clarify are you wanting us to base this on their move set or on their um character and development uh how, how about both because i mean if you if we want to segregate those two then yeah like drop two of them i guess like i guess which which Wonder Hero is favorite for their moveset and I suppose their character slash storyline? Well, uh, I found the whip to be OP. And I also found Wonder Pink to be probably the worst character in video games I've played that I can remember. I absolutely despised her character. You touched on it earlier, Dave. You touched on it. They completely over-sexualized her character and not just over-sexualized, but the stereotyping is ridiculous. And I know this game is drawing on all sorts of stereotypes. It's supposed to be funny. In some cases, they do a good job. I mean, Wonder Blue is this surfer dude. The French dude, he can be a little over the top, but at least I get where they're coming from. But, but the fact is that Wonder Black is the only black guy in the story. And he starts off with a 45 second break dance for his introduction and Wonder Pink can't shut up about makeup or how much she wants the evil villain for the entire game. Sorry, that was a random tangent. I apologize, gentlemen. Uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite character um, for for character development definitely, definitely got to. I got to go boring. Uh, Wonder Red, and I don't think you've gotten to a couple of story beats yet, but um, they really do a good job. And how they intertwine his story with Wonder Blue, um, I think they do a really good job with with how they meld their backstory to have their characters development develop as the story continues. It's, it's really well done and better than, better than most storylines that I've played in recent history. Yeah. You're definitely onto something with uh, some of the insensitivity to uh, certain cultural aspects and racial aspects that are present in this game. It's a very Japanese thing that we're not too proud of, but it's, kind of what you expect from a nation that you know doesn't have diversity so um basically outside of you know the michael bay entrance of of wonder black and yeah the blatant uh horrible accents that they gave pink and yellow 
Um, I, I just enjoy Blue through and through. I mean, I think I I cheese him way too much because his his move is the easiest one to to pull off, um, particularly when you get the ability to do multiple moves at once. Um, I believe with the triangle where you can have like half your team doing his sword while you can also pick one to red or whomever to deliver your own blow. Um, and yeah, his character is just fun. Um, I, I did. I think it's worth pointing out. I managed, I played this game um, with both um, Japanese dubbing and or Japanese voice acting and the American one. And I actually really appreciated the American one just because they really embrace the silliness of the whole thing versus the Japanese one is a very anybody who's well versed in a anime is pretty much knows exactly which voice each character is going to convey just because you know it, it relies heavily on some of those tropes uh doesn't typically translate as well into English but yeah the storyline where um and I hope you guys have gotten this far I think you have where Wonder Blue kind of realizes what sacrifices wonder red has made and it transforms him as a character i just thought that was really well done um and hopefully you've gotten there if not i sorry for spoiling it <laughs> yeah no I, I completely agree and i think that wonder red's development despite being somewhat of a boring character throughout the game too um as you continue to progress and you kind of see both those sides that they just play off each other very well as both kind of technically being you know the leader and then the more experienced guy who's not quite the leader in wonder blue so and then i love to uh later on too when you learn some of the backstory of uh some of the uh other characters as well that you weren't expecting to get backstory on um i think it adds a fun little wrinkle as well um oh wonder blue character wise is my favorite and I think that's just because uh, I see Wonder Red is like the super intelligent Captain America dude I, I do love the fact that every time a character comes on screen he knows their backstory he's like you're so and so from this division and you know, and they and they eventually like I think one of them eventually says like do you do you know everything about everyone you know and then Wonder Red's like uh but um Wonder Blue, I think, so far has been my favorite character. One, I, I like his brashness. I like, um, and I'm talking about character-wise, I like the fact that, you know, his backstory was something that they really kind of peeled off and incorporated into like an entire, into a decent-sized section of the game, you know, where he peels off to fight a villain and you got to fight her one-on-one -on -one without the team. And then he gets knocked around and eventually runs off. And then eventually you fight Wonder Blue with Wonder Red, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty interesting. Like everything you fought has been a geth jerk. And then all of a sudden now you're fighting one of your own teammates. And then um, the villain comes around and is able to pretty much tie up Wonder Red and throw him down a well. And then Wonder Blue jumps off as opposed to fighting the villain that killed his brother, you know, but other aspects of Wonder Blue I love is cheesy one-liners where, you know, you're going to taste my Valiantium blade, or I love the fact where he thinks he does a killing blow. I think he does a couple times in the game where he, he does like a killing blow and it seems like he got it and he turns around, but then like the villain comes back up and he's just like, oh shit, what's going on? But um, I think Wonder White so far has been one of my favorite mechanics because um he does a throw in shuriken so that does pretty good damage from range but also there's a there's an enemy in the game that if you do enough damage they turtle up and if you're wonder white you can like jump on peel off the wings and then that exposes them but he can climb walls and then he also adds a freezing attack so well, how do you not mention the fact that Wonder White fights a crab, a giant crab, and uses his claws to break open the crab? I mean, yeah. how cool is that? Yeah, Wonder White, so far, his, like, power, his power things is, it's Japanese Wolverine. Um, the character is, like, horribly stereotyped. I mean, I'm not trying to offend that, but, like, you know, he's, oh, I talk Japanese. Like, the, you know, like, it's, everything about him is, like, I was like, oh, Jesus, all right, here it comes, but... 
I really like using him in a fight. Uh, I do like blue, like Matt said, blue is OP. Once you get that sword up to like 100, you can just kill so many different things on the screen at once. But um, yeah, Wonder White so far. Uh, Wonder Black's pretty interesting. I haven't gotten enough time to play with him, but he definitely makes the game a bit easier on a lot of levels. It takes up a lot of energy, but it gives you a few seconds to do quite a bit of damage if you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's certainly a game that you can't take it too seriously, but you also like just relish in like how much it reminds you of so many different things. Like Wonder, it's like Wonder Blue is just Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles, then paired up with Wonder Red, who's just Cyclops from the X Men, who's then paired up with any you know lone samurai figure from any anime you can pull <laughs> pull out of your ass for Wonder White. Wonder Black is just, we, we don't mention that because that's just horrifically offensive all around, but... Three speaking lines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wonder Pink is kind of in that category as well, too. The, the fact that she's also uh, Romanian and turns into a vampire only when she gets upset, um, which is only thrown in there, too, to separate her from Wonder Yellow, who is Russian. I actually enjoy Wonder Yellow's character, too, just to outside of the accent just the timidness to his character is kind of cute and funny and just yeah no he's always like unsure of himself and like he's he's fun i haven't gotten to a point where some of the other characters i i wonder white wonder black haven't really shown anything outside of a few one-liners here and there so yeah they, they won't <laughs> um Dave, you brought up the fight between Wonder Red and Wonder Blue, and I, I read something pretty funny online is that there's a um, there's a button mashing scene uh, in that fight where you basically have to just hack O. And I went on Reddit just out of curiosity to see what people were playing about the game. And people playing on a hard are constantly complaining that like they can't advance in the game because they can't hack O fast enough. And, like this crazy game with all these mechanics, all this stupidity, and they can't get past this dumb thing where you have to hack the same button as fast as you can. And it just brought me back to like, uh, we played It Takes Two earlier in the year, Dave. And there was a mini game where we had to play Tug of, tug of rope and the whole dynamic was you had to hack the button as far as you could and to pull the other person over and as stupid as it was i was devastated when you beat me i was just like god i failed like i didn't have the will to crush dave and um i didn't think any button mashing scene would top that like ever i thought that was like the pinnacle of button mashing me and you playing it takes two but there is a button mashing in operation nine that has so much the 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 epicness and how much is on the line when you have to mash this button in operation nine just took it took it to the next level that and i'm, I'm pretty sure i'll never have a more impactful uh button mashing scene on my on my gaming career i loved that scene because afterwards in the cutscene, you could see both of their faces swollen from the fact that they just grabbed each other by the collar and both were just exchanging <laughs> punches on each other's faces it Great took me a second i was like they look weird and i was like oh yeah that's right because they just got them walloping each other with like 30 shots to the face i love that they animated wonder blue's face just into a pulp that was such a great touch they do sneak in some fun elements too. Like I, I actually get a kick out of how every time with Wonder Green, he always has a different piece of food too. It's not like just the same thing. Like sometimes it'll be like a big old piece of pizza. Sometimes it's like a big pastry. Like it just cracks me up just because, you know, he'll have a few speaking lines here and there and just like just seeing this random like different food object in his hand, especially when, you know, you're in the middle of a volcano or whatever. It's like just quirky and goofy and it just like you had mentioned dave it just progresses the game along like keeps you into it keeps you moving forward yeah I, I think one of the strongest things about this game is its pacing um you know a lot of action games you kind of just have these you might have like a really lengthy spurt of doing something like right off the top of it, my head is uncharted you know quintessential action adventure game and I felt, I mean, there's a notorious train scene 
where I think you're on top of the train, you're trying to shoot stuff and all this kind of, I don't know, it could be wrong. It's been a long time. Jack probably could correct me on it. He might have a better memory of it, but I remember it'd be pretty lengthy, you know, and after a while, I was just kind of like wanting for it to get over this game. It, it, you kind of go through these hallways or you go through a level, you fight some minor enemies and you fight like a slightly more major one. And then, you know, two more might teleport in and then you continue on and you might hit a puzzle and then you get through that puzzle and at the end of it's a fight, but it's, it's really structured. You know, every level like has three parts, A, B, and C. And then within A, B, and C, there's kind of, I think three more parts. So it's all like really divided up pretty well. And I, I think for a game that you gotta admit, this is pretty long because I think it's 10 levels, right? And like nine. nine, it's nine levels and each one has three parts to it. So you're really playing like 27 different levels or not different, but you're playing 27 levels with variations of each. And I could see that getting boring. If someone were to say, this is how the structure is, I probably would not be anticipating playing this game but like i said they managed somehow to pace it out to a point where it's like oh okay i just got done with b what's he going to be like and c is usually a boss fight so you know c is going to be a boss fight but what kind of boss fight are you coming across because the last boss fight and uh three or was it four it was four where you go underwater is this octopus and that was a puzzle in itself. It took a while for me to figure out what I was doing with that, you know, and then in five, it turns into this pretty comical boxing match with a brother of a villain that you defeated beforehand, you know, and that's something that they tie back up where, you know, Wonder Blue is like, that's what your brother said when I took him out last time, you know, and, you know, the other guy, the villain says something and then Green whips out his gun while he's got a piece of food in his hand, you know, and you shoot the guy into the lava, so. Yeah, pacing, pretty solid in this game. See, I, I really struggled with the pacing, uh, particularly early on. Um, at 5B, I was going to quit this game. Mm -hmm. I put down the controller after beating 5B, and I was like, that's it, I'm done. And the next day, it's like, you know what? It's always the C that are the easiest and the quickest and the most like gratifying. So I'll just finish 5C, and then I'll call it after mm -hmm. that. And 5C is really kind of, um, and, and don't get me wrong, there were moments in the first five levels that I really loved. Um, a lot of, I mean, we, we, we've been touching on it. This game is super impressive in so many ways, but I was done with it. And then 5C, this, this is what I wrote about 5C. Um, <laughs> you, you basically infiltrate a massive Pacific Rim robot by jumping inside and beating the villains in and taking over the controls. Then you float down a river of lava while enemies attack you, followed by running into an even larger robot, which you get into a Mike Tyson punch out style fight straight from the original Nintendo game, which you defeat or seemingly defeat before you have to escape out of an exploding volcano. And as the lava is chasing after you, the monster pops back up and is grabbing you as you're fending it off. And that's where the game really kind of went to like the next, like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to beat this game. Um, and then I thought Operation 6 was fantastic. That's when they really started delving into the backstories of the characters. And there was a bunch of cool mechanics um, that I thought, while they weren't like self-explanatory, at least I could figure them out in a reasonable amount of time without getting frustrated. Um, so that's when uh, the, the second half of the game, I thought the pacing was much better uh, with the exception of Operation 7, which I think is probably the worst level in the game. Yeah, I'm going through 7 right now. I, I can see there's a certain frustration to it. To, to give you a preview of what's ahead, Dave, um, the one element that makes it frustrating, at least for a big portion of it, is that you don't have your whole like team with you. It's just the main members. And so as a result, anytime you take damage, they all get knocked out and it takes forever to, re to pick them all up again. And during that stretch of time, you can't actually create any of your weapons. So um, it, it's kind of a neat way to up the difficulty and keep you engaged in that sense. But it's also incredibly frustrating when you're fighting some enemies that 
really aren't that difficult, but just because they hit you once, now you have to find out where your all of your team members have scattered throughout the stage. Um, underrated gameplay element to it that I have to acknowledge. I really appreciate that you can actually backtrack in this game because it feels like with such a pace that constantly is pushing you, like compelling you to just run ahead and just plow through it. Like there's so many secrets. There's so many cool little things hidden and scattered throughout it. And I really appreciate that you can actually like, if you see something, you missed it rather than just, Oh, because I've progressed the screen to the right or whatever. Like I'm, I can't go back. It's like, no, you can pretty much backtrack all the way to the beginning of the stage. If you really want to, I mean, wouldn't recommend it because it's kind of annoying but um i've definitely found there were a few uh trophies and whatnot that i actually could access by having to backtrack in that manner so i thought that was kind of cool um especially because it's so tempting to just plow through it as quickly as possible yeah that's what i've been doing over the last um last level four and five like level one through three or especially I'd say level one and two, I really put a lot of effort into getting the Platinums, really trying to explore it. But I think it's just, I just would get to a certain part. And if I knew I wasn't gonna get the Platinum ranking, I would just restart it. And then, you know, just keep plowing through until I felt comfortable. And then it wasn't until somewhere in the middle of three where I was like, you know what, I, I just wanna play the game because I find myself playing the same level over and over again. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm not enjoying the game, but I would like to play it through just with the story. And so I really am looking forward to getting to like the last level. And then I think I might make my push for a platinum hunt there and then save like the last level for when I've completed a good majority of my secrets hunting because man, I love picking up those wonderful characters. I would just ask you to not do that the game i'm just gonna put it this way when i finished 8c this game was a extremely frustrating i'll bet fun and unique rewarding experience operation nine is so awesome and i want to hear your guys's opinions on it as soon as possible and i also think you'd be doing yourself a disservice to bring yourself out of the storyline that really just culminates into such a fantastic conclusion that as the only guy who's finished it on this pod, um, I'm gonna pull that out just this one time. Um, my recommendation would be just play it through and enjoy the experience for what it is because it is truly rewarding. Okay. Also the only guy who died five times to Vorkin. So just gonna put that out there as well. No, I'm in the same club. I've, I've had to use like five continues before. Mm. Uh, it was on 5B where the lava pours out and I had the hardest time shooting the jug of water to get it to cool down. I, I died like a lot of times on that level. I was like, what do I gotta use like to, to get this, you know, to run over this lava. And then I saw the jug of water, but you can't, you can't shoot it straight down the middle. Otherwise it just hits the lava and it just keeps dying. Anyways, back to my point. I love picking up those wonderful character, secret characters. Like what was it? One, one of them was like wonder bulb or something like that. And his head was a light bulb, you know, or there was wonder samurai. There was a wonder captive who's on the, who's on level five where you go into a head. Um, and it's right next to three like lava waterfalls, but you go in there and he's sitting there and he's just got a cage on his head. And he's like one of these heroes that is like running around with you now. And I, I felt like that was just such a comical aspect to add to the game, you know, where you got these like super weird characters who are like, what world are we in? Where like <laughs> these guys are heroes and this guy's got a light bulb for his head one guy has a tv screen for his head i think he's wonder monitor or something like that but um i want to do some research because i think they add to the strength of the different main characters um because i think wonder samurai might add some more strength to the sword aspect or at least the claw aspect so that was something that makes me want to go back collect them all not only to get the trophy and the platinum, which I want to do, but just to 
to see like what all these weird different zany characters that they brought about and i feel uh, like you can actually individually level them up if you really want to it's just a matter of making them the actual team leader yeah i've gotten i've gotten one of them as mvp a few times where it says so-and-so was mvp and i'm just kind of wondering what that's all about or if it actually improves the performance of the team as well but the hud i i turn off i almost exclusively just get rid of it it's same um that's one of the the down downsides is if you play with that it's just such a cluttered experience because not only do you got this isometric world that you're running through with different bosses or enemies like teleporting in but now you got this like little mini map that's semi-transparent that's got white dots running all over it too and it's just yeah unless you're on a bunch of Adderall you're probably just going to get really confused you know by it so I I can kind of Jack had brought up like reaching a point where you almost want to be done with it like I'm enjoying the whole experience playing it through but what I will say is like it's funny to me that despite the fact we did the demo and all of us had nothing but rave reviews to say about the game and Jack, you know, actually trusted our opinion and joined us with this one, that it took us so long to actually pick it up. And I think some of that speaks to kind of what Jack was referring to, where it's um, there's something about it that because it's so different, so goofy, that at a certain point it can just make you incredibly frustrated or you just kind of get overwhelmed almost and i remember finishing that demo of the first stage and think it was like one of the coolest things i had experienced but it took me forever to want to go back to it because i was so scared that it was just gonna take a deep dive and just be pure crap past that point and i am impressed because each time i kind of reach a point where i'm like this is kind of getting dull or this is kind of reaching a point where it feels repetitive they'll just bust something out like that Mike Tyson's punch out moment or, you know, the uh, ship, uh, what is it like Gradius where you're basically dodging walls and stuff like that and flying around in, in the ship as opposed to, or even the rail shooting sequences, like just taking you out of that element to keep it from going stale. Like, I think it's just masterfully done in that sense. And I think that's an underrated thing in gameplay because I feel like uh, particularly, you know, with, me playing so many AAA titles, I get so burnt out on games just trying to develop one engine that they really, really like and just keep it simple to that. Um, most of the games I really high, hold in high esteem are the games that give you the opportunity to do all sorts of different wacky stuff, you know? Well, I think it really speaks to the game in that when it was originally released, this was a commercial bomb. It was put out on a, on a terrible system. I don't know if it was terrible. I know that it didn't do well. And therefore, this game never got legs. The, the gameplay mechanics were built around that system and therefore um, a really difficult port. But then um, you see how they funded this game. was It was crowdfunding. They raised the amount of money they needed to build this game within hours after they put it out. Because while there was such a small contingency of people who actually purchased this and played it, those people, or at least a good percentage of them, really fell in love with the game and respected what it was and how different and unique it is. And um, as frustrating as it can be, it's also the kind of game that, that really, um, if, if, you, if you really get into it it's so rewarding there's so much replayability you can go back and master all the stages like dave was saying find all these find all these new characters and um you know dave you you're planning on doing that so i think it's a great game in that sense and i think it's really impressive that they managed to fund this this remake through crap yeah um i have to say too that platinum games uh their track record i've only played a few of them but they they make phenomenal games like even they may not be the highest sellers but the few that i played were were super impressive and there are other ones i know i haven't touched that i've heard nothing but rave things about unfortunately commercially they don't always translate as well to the success um for many of the elements we've discussed yeah this this game I hardly see. I, I talk, I asked fellow gamers at work if they've heard of it 
almost none of them hear about it. I've looked it up on Twitch, and at one point there was only one Twitch streamer playing it, and it was like this DC gaming group who I subscribed to, but I think it's just like a community of guys who all fall under that one banner. So, but one guy was playing it and we were just chatting because I was the only one in there. And, you know, I was like, well, it's cool to see like one Twitch streamer playing this game. And he was just talking about how impressed he was with it. It's difficult. You know, he admitted that he had his frustrations, but just how well developed the game is. Um, he felt like that, you know, it was something that was super original, you know, and I think these are all touchstones that we're talking about so far tonight. Um, so yeah, like I could see that a small group of it would be so passionate that they would want to prop this up. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't one of them, but I think I would be willing to cough up some money if I knew that, you know, they needed it for a remaster to make it like something that we could play on a PS4 or a PS5. I probably would have put my hands up on that. Um, I usually almost always turn the music off in most action games. And, and in this one, I wish I could turn it up louder because I think it just, it's so good. For me, it blows my mind how good the soundtrack is to this game. Um, I've even contemplated buying it, you know, which I, I don't think I've ever picked up a soundtrack to anything since Jurassic Park way back in the day when that first came out. So, I mean, I think that's gotta speak volumes about just how much like I hear music from this game and I'm just like, yeah, this, this is so awesome, especially when it cuts like the main theme song and stuff. So probably one of my most favorite parts about this game. Jack, you have any thoughts on the music? I know you are also typically don't even acknowledge that games contain music. Yeah, well, I just don't have a lot of opportunity for that. Um, typically, my volume is down pretty low. There was definitely, I, I really like the sound design in this game. Um, I know I didn't uh, digest it as well as the two of you have, but I, but I, I, when I, when the music does kind of build into those crescendos, it's really. Yeah, I mean, that that speaks volumes because clearly, uh, Jack, you know, in order to enjoy a game, uh, he's got other priorities that are much more important <laughs> than taking in the wonderful 101 soundtrack. And I'm right there with you, Dave. I, I adore that main theme. I Every time it comes on, I just like swell up with just like, just it, it brings me right back to like, like I said, watching like a great anime or even like, remembering like the original power rangers and things like that and just how goofy and over the top and crazy things were and just yeah it, it, i think it's fantastic i think it just encapsulates superhero like comic superhero like straight off to the bat you know just i i couldn't even i didn't want i don't want to try to reproduce it just so i don't do it any sort of damage but yeah i mean like i said even the music and level four where you're underwater was just so appropriate for it and I found it just so like soothing you know and I was like that makes sense you know you're underwater and it has this like very underwater type theme to it like um yeah I don't know just super impressed by the music I'm really looking forward to the later levels and especially now that Jack's been talking up level nine you know I'm kind of really curious to see what they provide for that well, you just heard my daughter interrupt, and, and I, I just want to say for the record that why I always get my ass whooped repeatedly by Prince Vorkin, my six-year-old and my three-year-old were climbing all over me and, and asking every 10 to 15 seconds why I was getting my butt kicked over and over. Like, it's just no, <laughs> no mercy from the children on my video game skills. Um, they, what do you keep dying, Dad? Because no, this guy's yeah. really hard. It, it was, it was, and it's not, Daddy. It, do you think it's fair that he can heal too? <laughs> no, it's not fair. It's bullshit. <laughs> uh, Dave, you mentioned how it makes you feel like a uh, hero, and um, I know you guys aren't there yet, but just for anybody who has played this game who might be listening to this podcast, that's really what operation nine felt like to me i felt like i was just zapped into the most epic superhero movie um 
and those those movies can be pretty cheesy and you know um i think i'm among the minority that thinks the avengers is is one of the one of the least <laughs> movies uh i want to watch from marvel but but those like really epic scenes in those avengers movies that's that's pretty much what operation nine is uh trolling at its finest even yeah. at age six and three gotta no love escape. it no escape um what i mean what else could we talk about this game i mean we talked about good we talked about the negatives um does anyone have a favorite level of i mean i guess i would say jacks is nine but matt do you have a level that you know kind of impressed you the most so far i i mean i was just so happy with that punch out stage like mm. just because that really was just so not what i was expecting um and that one i felt like that there was a bit more of a puzzle element to it that i enjoyed some of them i found were a bit frustrating um just because it takes me a minute to sometimes realize what they're asking of you or where to progress when you complete the puzzle in particular, there's one in the water stage you were referring to, Dave, where there's that ship that's shooting the laser and you have to pick, figure out the grates and get it to move. And yes. it, it was like a puzzle where I like completed it, but then I didn't know where to go. And, and it's not a game that tells you like there's no arrow saying like, go here, progress here. Like, so I definitely got locked up in that and felt like a total idiot when I finally figured it out. Oh, it was accidental when I accidentally entered the sword input and then that's what finished it and i was like i forgot that's his thing beams yeah exactly so there's definitely a lot of that um with some of the puzzle stages but like i felt like the the volcano one in particular just it was like pretty straightforward what you needed to do and and it just kept me really engaged and it came right at the stage right at the point in the game, like I said, where I was expecting it to start getting really stale just because each time, like I said, each time you're recruiting a character, you just assume it's like, okay, well, now I'm just going to rely on their special ability for everything I have to do. And like Jack said, with his amazingly epic rundown of how that stage ends, um, you know, it's not as simple as just spamming, you know, time bombs over and over and over. Yeah, and that... And if I remember correctly, I just played it. Um, there's that weird side-scrolling part where there's spaceship and you're running from that wall of lava and you're, you you got to start digging through like the different chunks of rock and diamond and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, wow. That's that just... was my five continue stage, I'll admit. Oh, that. was it? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I was just like, where did this come from? Yeah, I could see where that... Uh, the part I got stuck on on five was... It took me a sec to realize, like, using the sword that you're turning the pillars and you're turning the water box to get through that part. And it wasn't until I looked up to the right when I noticed, I was like, oh, wait, you know, these things are turning, you know. See, that's funny because I instantly recognized that. But I'm sure there are areas in this game where I was completely flummoxed and you guys figured it out right away. And I just think it's funny that there's just so many mechanics that, if you notice something right away it's super easy but if you just uh, get fixated on one element you're you're going to be completely lost and uh for better and for worse it you know so jack i have to ask you since you are the only one who's managed to complete the entire game do you think that this is a, a title that is worthy of considering for maybe your best of the year thus far yeah, I, I've thought quite a bit about that because, as you guys know, one of the big nerdy things about me is I analyze and dwell over my my list every year. And um, it to put things in perspective, I've played almost 30 games this year, and uh, I ended up slotting this in my top five despite um, nearly quitting halfway through. Um, and, I mean, there's been, you know, for instance, I quit the Talos Principle halfway through, and that turned into one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, same with The Last of Us. I, I almost stopped playing The Last of Us. So that's not a, you know, uh, a complete dismissal of it. But um, it, it's definitely not one of my favorite games of the year. There's just, we, we don't have to rehash my feelings on the frustration. But 
what I will say is that it definitely had my favorite moments of the year. And um, with the exception of a couple moments in It Takes Two, the co-op game that Dave and I played, um, which there were a couple scenes in that game that did trump anything in this. Um, this, this definitely took the cake for, for my favorite moments of the year. And I mean, there was probably a dozen moments in this game that I truly felt were resonated with me in a way that like, is like, this is why I like video games. I would say so far, it's one of my top three and I just finished Mass Effect one, two and three. And I would put this higher than those though. Um, at the end of Mass Effect three, I, I felt like there was like this emptiness in my life in a sense, because I did just grind like 120 hours with these group of characters that I've been like developing since the first game. And the ending of Mass Effect three is really like a pretty emotional, like uh, bulldozer in a sense. Um, this game, I think, just takes me emotionally, like really puts me up on a much higher pedestal. Um, it's not so far, like I said, top three, it's probably second, Last of Us or The Two of Us. It just, it takes two is probably by far, so far my favorite gaming experience so far and has taken the top, but yeah, like this game has been nothing but fantastic despite its flaws. I uh, would have to say it's it's jockeying for probably top spot on my list. I play a far different games from you gentlemen um, in terms of I play a lot of shit <laughs> because I tend to go <laughs> gravitate towards the free ones. And as a result, I, I tend to sort through a lot of trash that Jack would have given up on after, you know, three hours of gameplay. But um, no, no, after, after reading Metacritic's reviews. <laughs> <laughs> This being said, um, it, it's high up there just because, again, like I said at the beginning, I, I just feel like the game developers, this genuinely is an ode to video gaming as a whole, not just a game that they created from start to finish. This is actually folks that who designed it, who I genuinely believe like had some of the best times ever brainstorming what crazy elements they were going to introduce into it and thinking up all these different mechanics and finding a way to shoehorn them in just because they could. And really it just shows that like, these were people that have passion for video games. That's how it got them into it. And it's a real shame because you, you don't always feel that way, especially with some of these AAA titles that I end up playing a lot of. Um, a lot of the time it just feels like a business. You know, it, it feels like something you go through the motions, you have the engine already that you, purchase from somebody else and you just kind of slap on the graphics hire the fancy voice actor who never has played a video game in their life and call it a day this actually feels like you could almost sense that like every time they were coming to a production meeting they were just buzzing with all these crazy ideas that they were going to find a way to make work so in that sense that to me like really the energy of the game just makes me happy every time i play it which really is what video games are supposed to be um, or at least they were before they added so many of these new dramatic elements that some of the new games offer. But um, just from a pure gameplay fun element, this is the tops for me thus far. And uh, you know we'll have to wait and see where our list ends up because we're still many months away. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to say right now for me, it's jockeying for top position. Well, I mean, with that being said, does anyone else want to add something or contribute anything that we may have missed so far to this game i just want to mention that i think it would be a lot of fun if they had a uh, pvp mode it would be a blast to duke it out with you guys and i don't think they do i, I know there's a multiplayer mode but i think it's a co-op mode um and i think it would be really cool to just test our medals against each other and see who comes out victorious so um, maybe that'll be the next crowdfunding project that we can contribute to. That's a super dope idea. That would be so much fun. Like we all have access to the same different movesets and we just see who's the better fighter out of the two of us. Oh Lord, Jack, don't hurt me. 
until, until the butt mashing scene where I would terribly get incredibly angry. Hey, being single has its perks, like red arm strength. Uh, so with that being said, that was um, our takes on the wonderful 101 for episode 20. Uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, uh, we thank you for joining us and listening. It's been wonderful. <laughs>